Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are live down here at Belle Isle. Welcome in uh, for a full two hours today. Uh, great to have you. We're down, of course, at the uh, uh, Detroit Grand Prix, and this is the final Detroit Grand Prix. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News, joined by my good friend and sidekick Robin Warner, robinwarner.com. Uh, we both like to uh, do a little on-track racing ourselves, Robin, but uh, this weekend is all about the big boys, and uh, great to be down here uh, uh, for the last Detroit Grand Prix on Belle Isle. Absolutely. You know, it's bittersweet a little bit because I have grown quite fond of this little island, but at the same time, uh, there are logistical issues, so I can understand the motivation to move it back downtown, but uh, we've been blessed with just fantastic weather here. Good weather for the race cars, great weather for the fans, and it's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, we're uh, we're, we're broadcasting live uh, today from the casino porch on uh, Belle Isle. This also is a media center right behind the paddock. So if you're down here and listening to the program, uh, come on by, give us a, a wave. Um, and we got a, we got a great lineup for you today. Uh, going to be coming by the porch, talking to us. We're going to be joined by uh, Wayne Taylor, who runs Wayne Taylor Racing. Uh, they're very quick out here in the IMSA WeatherTech Series. Laura Clouser. Uh, who's the chief of uh, General Motors Motorsports, is going to be down here joining us. Brian Sellers, Steve McAleer, uh, Wayne Taylor's son. Uh, Ricky Taylor's going to be out here joining us in, this, in the uh, second hour. So all kinds of good stuff to get to. And if you hear a little noise in the background, you got the Indy Lights guys out there uh, racing right now. Uh, to kick us off, we got Wayne Taylor uh, in the booth. Wayne, how are you? I'm uh, I'm really good. You know, it's just uh, it's always tense before the race, and um, there's just always so much on the line. Especially the fact that there's only six DPIs, and so the points gap um, after winning two in a row, you'd think I'm way ahead, but that's not the case. And so uh, we have to look at every race as an individual race, um, and it's win or lose yeah well and uh and, and it's a little diminished field here this year the IMSA weather tech because you guys share the the uh, month with uh Le Mans over in france uh so you guys are really going at it hard with uh, cadillac in the uh, IMSA prototype how's that shaping up well i'm with um hpd and the honda acura um it's really between honda and cadillac that's going to win or lose this championship and it is always tough for the because there's a lot of drivers here, including Ricky and Philippe, his teammate. They're all flying to Le Mans tonight. Uh, Ricky's younger brother Jordan um, is already in Le Mans because there was going to be no GTE race. They weren't going to compete here, so he's he's been there since Wednesday. And then Ricky and Philippe will get there tomorrow at about two o'clock to the track. And they'll be straight into a car. And doing laps tomorrow in Le Mans. I'll be flying home tonight after the race. 
and I'll be watching the IndyCar race on TV tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, uh, um, uh, you, you've uh, spent quite a, uh, a lot of time around the Taylor uh, team, and uh, it's kind of a special group. I mean, Wayne was a tremendous driver in, in his prime, and now he's got these two boys who are right at the top of the game. Absolutely right. And, uh in fact, so much so on top of the game, you're coming off of two race wins. Uh, Wayne Taylor Racing took victory uh, decisively, I would add, at uh, Laguna Seca and at Mid-Ohio. So you're coming into a track that's a little bit less suited to your car, but you're also coming off of two race wins. Yeah, you know, there's, there's two tracks that um, certainly do not suit our car, one being Long Beach. It's probably the most frustrating annoying race of my career because we were fighting for last place and that's not what we're about Um, however this race is sort of the second most difficult for us but um, we seem to be pretty competitive we don't know what the Cadillacs if they got something in their pocket you know we don't know if they were holding back um, because at the moment it's all about BOP and it's uh, changing how things happen so for example if they showed too much today um, then they could get penalized or yeah. if we showed if we win or something then they can do something to us it's it's a little annoying um, but it is what it is and we just got to do the best we can I, d- I just know one thing <laughs> I have the best team and the best two drivers <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and for folks out there uh, listening BOP is balance of performance which is very important uh, in, the, in this kind of uh, Racing, uh, Wayne uh, Sebastian Bourdais set a track track record yesterday, so doesn't seem like the Cadillac guys are holding too much back, and the two Acuras are right there behind him. Yeah, you know, um, and I think Sebastian, on the very last lap, was going to set a much quicker time, but he hit the wall. <laughs> so I know for them, they're under pressure because they have not had a very good season. Um, the O2 car is um, more in contention than anybody else. It's strange that the 31 and the 5 have not been as competitive as the, the two Ganassi cars because the 31 car over the last five years has always been the car to beat. So I'm sure there's some people scratching their heads as to what's going on. And today, um, the way it is, you really have to have two drivers that absolutely work together. And I, in my entire career, have never seen anything like what's going on inside my team. Both Philippe and Ricky, it's like, whatever the one wants, the other one will change. Whatever, you know, one will qualify, the other one will finish. Okay, I'll qualify this weekend, I'll do it. So, as you saw, the last race, I think we qualified and Cole won the race. Today, qualified, uh, no, sorry, last race. Ricky finished the race and won. This weekend, Ricky qualified P3 behind the 60 and the 01, which was Bordet. So it's going to be an interesting turn one, two, three. <laughs> and then once we get through there, I think it will give us a better idea. The other thing is um, it is only a 100-minute race. Yeah. So, so there could be a lot of strategy going on. But that's kind of one of the interesting aspects to this is you are racing against the Cadillacs, of course, but the two Acuras are also two different teams, you and Meyer Shank. And you just mentioned the P2 was the Meyer Shank number 60 Acura. So you both teams work together with Honda Performance Development, HPD. 
and yet you're two separate teams trying to beat each other. So that seems like that would be a complicated dynamic to work around as well. Yeah, it's um, it is difficult. Um, you know. Um, The whole idea behind this was that Honda wanted to have two teams um, for these years. And uh, I would say that if I was asked who would I want to have the second car, it would be Mike Shank because I get on really well with him. He's very straight, very honest, and um, been successful. We've both been around Grand Am sports car racing since forever. Um, so, yeah, yesterday was the first time they actually had qualified us. Our rolling lap would have put us maybe on pole. But on turn 11 and 12, Ricky made a mistake. Yeah. So well, that, 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 uh, that Shank guy is getting uh, competitive, isn't he? He uh, did pretty well at Indy uh, uh, last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 24 yeah. hours of Daytona this year. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, this year and last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, I won Daytona last year. He won it this year. I apologize. Yeah, okay. So two wins in a row for Acura is what it was. But yeah. it was you guys last year, Mike Schenk this year. Yeah, it, it, it's certainly uh, very different teams, and yet ultimately you guys are both very successful teams in your own right. But you guys are, generally speaking, the lead team so far. And uh, you have a lot of experience back to your Cadillac days with Wayne Taylor Racing at dealing with this very sprint-like endurance race of just 100 minutes, do you feel like you have a good strategy in place for the best way to handle in-laps, out-laps, pit stops? Yeah, you know, you can all, you always plan throughout the week and late at night and early in the morning, and then you get to the race, and then things had just, just changed. And so you have to change based on what's going on at the track at that time. Um, but I feel good where we're starting. Uh, starting third is a, is, a, is a good place because you're on the inside. Um, we also are the last pit. So on the pit exit, going onto track is good for us because we can actually watch all the other cars. And, you know, we can know when they've dropped the car coming down. And so we, we can hopefully manage that position because everything, everything that happens in our series now is all about track position and track position is pull and beat everybody out the pits those are the two things yeah yeah particularly on a street course like this which yeah. is uh, uh so tight uh wayne uh, obviously uh, a lot going on here uh, here this weekend with the race and uh, all the pageantry around the last uh, bell isle but uh give us a peek of the future Acura just uh, unveiled the next gen uh, ARX 06, I believe it's called. Yes. Uh, you must be uh, uh, intimately involved in that, um, uh, and and must be very excited about uh, what's coming. Yeah, it is really exciting. Um, unfortunately, things have slowed down in terms of getting the car to us because of just lack of materials and carbon and stuff like that, which they get out of the Ukraine. Um, so yeah, it couldn't be <laughs> Ukraine screwing up everything. <laughs> it couldn't be worse. But anyway, we have a plan in place. Uh, we've got people flying over from HPD to France to see how the cars can be done, and we've laid down the fact that we need that car 
to test at Sebring on the 12th of July, and then we'll have a 24-hour test at the end of the month. And as Ricky told me, there's going to be a, a part of this year that he'll be on the road for seven weeks. Mm. <laughs> so it's in, very intense, and um, but it's going to be a really cool car. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of competition in this uh, field. Uh, uh, going hybrid for the first time has, has attracted an enormous number of manufacturers. Porsche, Lamborghini, Ferrari, Peugeot. I mean, are, are you Cadillac? And are are you going to go to Le Mans? Or are you looking forward to going across the pond? We are not going in 2023, um, simply because we will not have had enough time. Um, and there's also a rule that says you have to participate in the World Endurance Championship to get an entry. So we're still working on all those things for the future, but that's ultimately what we want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What is it like? I, I like asking questions about complicated dynamics. That's my, that's oh, my favorite I, topic. I know where this is going. <laughs> I can feel it. Having your son as also your employee. How how does that dynamic work out? You should ask him. <laughs> I plan to. Yeah, we will. <laughs> so, um, it's fantastic when we win. It's depressing when we don't win. Um, I try and leave him alone because he's now so confident and in himself. Uh, whereas five, six years ago, he wasn't like that where I could offer a bit of help. But right now, I don't think there's anything I can do to help him because um, the cars are so advanced compared to what I drove. And uh, he's got a good handler on it. He's got a good teammate. He's got a great engineer. And Dad's just here. You know, I sometimes wonder what I'm doing here. <laughs> um, I, I'm certainly not playing Dad anymore. Um, in fact, Ricky doesn't get doesn't drive for winter racing. He actually drives for... Uh, uh, HPD, and he reminds me of that many times. <laughs> Dad, you're not my boss. I don't drive for you. I said, oh, yeah, okay. So that that separation when he was with Penske, and it was HPD that brought him back to add a little spice to this whole thing. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant when we were racing against him. Um, but, you know, the Penske deal was a, a dream of his, like, like most people. You know, to get a call by Roger Penske, it's a big deal. Um, and, you know, this this formula could become something bigger than sports cars over the last 30 years. Because I've been doing it for 30 years. And I've never seen as much interest from the manufacturers as now. Yeah, no, it's real exciting. A uh, lot to look forward to next year. A lot to look forward to this weekend. Wayne Taylor. Thanks for joining us, and good luck uh, this afternoon. Thanks, guys. Just make sure Ricky's not too hot on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. We'll have Ricky Taylor on later in the program. We're going to take a break here and hear from our uh, sponsors. We are live at Belle Isle. You're on Car Radio 910 AM. Visit Central Park Deli today and receive 10% off any purchase when ordering from our mobile app and enter promo code 910AM. Our new menu items include gluten-free wraps, spinach wraps, fried spicy buffalo cauliflower, and sweet potato maple cheesecake. Don't forget about our always delicious Seigensburg corned beef, our fresh hand-patted charbroiled 100% premium beef burgers, and our homemade teriyaki stir-fries. Central Park Deli has curbside service available and DoorDash delivery. Come visit us today. 
The following message has been brought to you by the doctors of Horsley Foot and Ankle. Thick, dark fungus nails? We treat that. Those hideous bunions and hammer toes? We treat that. What about those thick corns and calluses? We treat that too. I suffer from foot pain and heel pain. We treat that. Even falls, breaks, and sprains? We most definitely treat that. Let the board-certified podiatrists of Horsley Foot and Ankle Surgeons treat all your foot and ankle needs. Call us today at 248-559-5200. That's 248-559-5200. Horsley Foot and Ankle is Metro Detroit's premier foot and ankle specialist. Make your appointment today. Call 248-559-5200. Diabetic feet? We treat that. Painful legs and cramps? We treat that. Numbness and tingling? We treat that too. Horsley Foot and Ankle treats it all. Make your appointment today. Call 248-559-5200. Log on to horsleyfoot.com for more info. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy. For months and months and months, I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network. If great programming and pure excitement is what you want, 910 AM is what you need. I'm Henry Payne. You are on car radio. We're joined by Robin Warner, one of the best auto journalists out. Fundamentally, you're just trying to get to the limit of the tire. You're just looking for that limit, and you just do your best to find it. I'm racing for 2000. Joined by Tom Kane, a quick car. Two of the best things in the car. Best car radio show in all of Michigan. we got a great show for you today. On 910 AM Superstation. All right, welcome back into 910 AM Superstation. We're live down at uh, Belle Isle, and um, uh, we are uh, broadcasting from the porch uh, here at the casino. Uh, great weekend last weekend here on Belle Isle. 
Uh, I've got uh, Robin Warner, uh, my sidekick, partner in crime here, uh, interviewing uh, a, a great group of folks coming by the porch. We're joined by Laura Clouser uh, right now, who's the chief of, uh, of uh, General Motors Racing. Do I have that title right? Sports car racing. Sports car racing. And, uh, and uh, we love when Laura uh, visits the show, and she's got so much going on with this program between Cadillac and, and Chevrolet. Uh, Chevrolet is not here this weekend. It's over in France. Uh, but uh, the Cadillacs uh, are looking pretty strong, Laura, out here in the IMSA WeatherTech uh, race. Absolutely. We're very proud of uh, Sebastian Bourdais set a track record in qualifying yesterday. Uh, but if you look at the lineup, we are on pole, which is fantastic. But there are our two competitors right there in second and third behind. So we are, have a tough race ahead of us, but we're all focused. And uh, the teams all know what this race means to us. It means a lot to them. So I think it's going to be fantastic for the fans. 100 minutes of probably a lot of action. Yeah, I, I love that. 100-minute races uh, are, are really exciting. Uh, great street course. You know, these, these, it's interesting talking to the drivers uh, here. Uh, Robin, they, they, uh, it, it's rough, as, as street courses tend to be, but there, there's opportunity to pass. Uh, the drivers really seem to like it out here, and, and I love that Bourdais, Bourdais came off the track yesterday and said, I, I beat Bontoya's record. I set the mark for this track. That's pretty cool for the last race here. Absolutely, and I can't think of a better person to do it, too. He he was so strong at Long Beach at our other street course that we run, and then to see him come here and, and continue to be strong, we just hope that that carries forward into the race. You've had you know a lot of success here in the past. This has been more friendly of a track to you, but um, are the Acuras closer than you expected this time around? I know that IMSA's done a really uh, a tough, they have a really tough job of trying to get all of us as close as possible. And, you know, we're in sixth year now of the DPI program, so they've been working slowly and they have lots of data to lean back on. I'd say that, you know, based off of where we were looking in practice and qualifying, it, it, this will definitely not be easy. I wouldn't say all of, any of them have been easy, but this one in particular, I, I feel like we've, we've got some pretty close competition. And with a street course and the amount of cement walls that are on either side of you, you have to be very careful about where you place the car. And, and that could mean, you know, potentially putting yourself in a place to get passed by mistake or something along those lines. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. Uh, but again, we're excited getting ready. I'm, I kind of just wanted to get started. Hurry up and wait, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the track is unique. It's fast. It's bumpy, and it's all these things. But you seem to have just one strong showing after another with uh, Chip Ganassi specifically. Um, has it been, has it been uh, as good as it looks to be working with Chip Ganassi Racing for the Cadillac team? We're very excited to have them in our family. It, it's a new opportunity to develop a relationship that had existed in other forms of racing in the past, but to have the sports car relationship grow and, and you know, leaning on all of their heritage and all of their strong engineering they have in general, that's been fantastic as well. So it's, I'd say last year we got to learn a lot about each other, and now that they've grown to a two-car campaign, you know, we're learning a lot about building a team quickly, trying to find human resources to do all this stuff. So it's it's been an, an adventure, but it's been fun to do it together, and I think we're setting up ourselves up really nicely for next year. Uh, speaking of next year, uh, big uh, big things happening. Uh, we're just talking about Wayne Taylor uh, in the first segment. Uh, Acura is is in for next year, but it's not just you, you you two guys anymore. I mean, a huge influx influx of manufacturers uh, coming in uh, next year. Ferrari, Porsche. Uh, Peugeot, Lamborghini, 
Uh, talk about that. Why, why all of a sudden this manufacturer interest in the prototype class? I think we have an opportunity now to have a truly global prototype platform, one that we can take to multiple series. We can race it over here for the top class in IMSA. We can race it for the top class in the WEC, which, of course, means the Crown Jewels, the Rolex 24, and the Le Mans 24-hour race. And I think that opportunity to have one design that could do both really appeals to the practicality side from us. But also, it's just an opportunity to showcase our brands. And I'd say our whole industry right now is going through a bit of a change as we're figuring out what alternative propulsions are going to look like and everything along there. So we need to remind people again that part of what still makes us us is this competition and this desire to win and win at whatever we're doing. And I think racing is a great way to showcase that. And I think all the other OEs feel the same. The uh, Robin, the, um, uh, the thing I like as I come across uh, this uh, um, or actually come into the park is the first thing you see is not a race car it is a 682 horsepower Cadillac Escalade V uh, that's sitting there in the in the in the paddock of the uh, the fan zone and uh, Laura that's 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 a big you're just talking about uh, this this future propulsion you guys are working through Cadillac's going all electric uh, other brands are doing different things but there there really is this connection between racing and manufacturing and you see it right as you walk into this place with the um with the cadillac v-series which which is your favorite which of the v-series yeah uh for me personally i'm a car person so i think i would love to have probably the the ct5 v blackwing uh a stick (laughs) shift stick shift for sure because i automatics just don't do it for me so that in fact i'm i'm toying with reaching out to the local cadillac dealership (laughs) and see if i get my name on the list i think that'd be a great car to have (laughs) yeah there i i've been lucky enough to drive exactly what you just described on the racetrack in fact henry you and i were there together yeah pittsburgh and it's a tremendous man, car what a fantastic car it's like oh yeah we took the z06 engine from the c7 and improved it that's okay and it just it's an absolute monster and uh yeah it, to see that connection uh from road to race cars is so impressive and at the same time it's really fascinating because cadillac's going all electric going there fast it's almost seems flip from what we're used to where the manufacturing road cars are ahead of race cars in in a way and race cars are kind of catching up and yet race cars always provide so much development opportunities for road cars so how, how is that marriage working out it's it's a little bit of a mind shift everyone thinks back to the days where you could take a car one for one something that looked very familiar to what you would buy go out use racing and testing to develop it and make it you know into a great street car and then sell it as an improved version of itself now we are so sophisticated in the tools that we're using to develop cars there's so many more opportunities to see how racing can influence production for us especially and you can use the the cadillac program as a good example the DPI that exists today, our new car that's coming, you can't just go and buy one of those and own them as a street car. You wouldn't want to. It sits a little close to the ground. But um, the 
aerodynamic work that happened between our chassis constructor, Delara, and Cadillac Design on both of those programs really set the tone for what's going on for Cadillac in the future and, and provide all sorts of learnings. Then all the virtual development we've done, all the simulation work that we've been improving, whether it's the driver in the loop testing or it's lap time simulation or it's understanding tire modeling, all of those things are things that you can apply that learning on how to do it to any production car. So you could take a race car and then use all of those tire developments to figure out how's my SUV going to get developed in the virtual space. And we're pushing the boundaries there in racing. COVID was a great opportunity to push us even harder because we couldn't go and physically test as much. So now we're figuring out how can we replicate our cars in the virtual space. It costs a lot less and it's a lot easier to fly a driver in to be in one of the, the driver in the loop, the DIL uh, test versus getting a car to the racetrack, hoping Mother Nature doesn't pour on you. Huh. So, But all those things, now we, we develop all of our production cars in that space too. So that's where the true connection is. And then if, in the other stuff in racing, like constantly learning how to be better um, mass efficiencies in the vehicle, uh, rolling resistance, friction, uh, all of those things are applications that come in, you know, materials. They come right back to production. So w it might not be one for one is that the, it's the ex exact same car, but how we develop it is the same, and everything we can pick up from racing can help our production. Fascinating, fascinating. Uh, so, so as you as you look to this afternoon, big race this afternoon, uh, but a much reduced field. Um, uh, what do you? Uh, I assume you have a fair amount of interaction with the team while you're here. Uh, how is that dynamic different uh, uh, today without having the P2s out there, without having the GTD guys out there? Is this is this going to be a much a much freer race with less traffic? I think the numbers it should be. I, I believe there's 16 cars total on track, which and this is a decently sized track, so that gives some opportunity for space. But we always end up bunched up together because that's just how racing works, right? <laughs> uh, but I think that it's it's going. You are going to see more class on class racing. Or, no, I'm sorry, like cars within their class racing because the DPIs will break away yeah. from the the GTs that are behind them, and then they'll be racing themselves, and there won't be as much trying to navigate around the other classes, which I think should be interesting that we'll really see some true pure performance out there with all the cars yeah yeah absolutely and one thing i've always loved about the cadillacs and in the dpi class especially is you're you're using this uh 6.2 liter v8 as your base motor and uh not long ago you were racing against two liter turbos and now you're still you have a 3.6 liter v6 and these other things and there is that age-old uh, saying, there's no replacement for displacement. And I feel like there's some truth to that in the sense that you have balance of performance that kind of matches everybody as close as you can. But if you have eight cylinders that could easily make that power under so little stress, do you have a durability advantage? Like your, your engines see so little stress compared to a V6 or certainly a four-cylinder. We definitely have some durability advantages for sure. There's less moving parts in an NA engine than a boosted one, so less opportunities for issues. We also tend to be better fuel efficiency, as crazy as it sounds. We do well there. Well, Laura, it's uh, great to have you on the program. Uh, uh, exciting afternoon ahead. Uh, wish you all the luck uh, uh, here in the IMSA WeatherTech race this afternoon. Starting on pole, good start, and good luck at Le Mans later, uh, later this month. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break here, hear from our sponsors, and uh, on the other side, we'll be talking more live auto racing here from Belle Isle. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation.
The following message has been brought to you by the doctors of Horsley Foot and Ankle. Thick, dark fungus nails? We treat that. Those hideous bunions and hammer toes? We treat that. What about those thick corns and calluses? We treat that too. I suffer from foot pain and heel pain. We treat that. Even falls, breaks, and sprains? We most definitely treat that. Let the board-certified podiatrist of Horsley Foot and Ankle Surgeons treat all your foot and ankle needs. Call us today at 248-559-5200. That's 248-559-5200. Horsley Foot and Ankle is Metro Detroit's premier foot and ankle specialist. Make your appointment today. Call 248-559-5200. Diabetic feet? We treat that. Painful legs and cramps? We treat that. Numbness and tingling? We treat that too. Horsley Foot and Ankle treats it all. Make your appointment today. Call 248-559-5200. Log on to horsleyfoot.com for more info. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. 9th AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at jamie at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesday's Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. Welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation broadcasting live from Belle Isle. Today for the Detroit Grand Prix, uh, really kicking off in earnest today. you got Robin Warner uh, next to me. You've been listening to Laura Clouser, uh, who's in the booth with us, talking about uh, the Cadillac uh, DPI, which is on the pole for this afternoon's IMSA WeatherTech race. Uh, we're also talking to Wayne Taylor, who is right there behind uh, uh, the Cadillac um, 
with the Acura ARXs. So going to be a lot of excitement this afternoon. I think rolling off at 4 p.m. for a 100-minute uh, race. And uh, But, but uh, you know, when you, you talk to these folks, Robin, uh, there's so much talk, uh, not just about today's race, but, but about the future. Yeah. And uh, really a big future, I think. I mean, I, I, I'm somebody who grew up in a household, in a Porsche household in the 1960s and 70s when uh, international sports car racing was at its height. You had uh, Porsche, Ferrari, Lola uh, going at each other. Uh, across the globe, uh, Le Mans at uh, Watkins Glen, and that, and that's what that's what I grew up in. Uh, I, I grew up in that in that uh, in that bubble. It was a wonderful time, and it was called the golden era of, of auto racing. And uh, here we are on the cusp of something very similar, if not bigger, where, yeah. where we have uh, manufacturers, not just Cadillac and Acura, that are here this weekend, but you're going to have uh, uh, Porsche and Ferrari, and all these manufacturers are going to be back at it next year. Yeah, and in, in the top class, we're not watching GT3 cars uh, from all these manufacturers, but in the very top class, and it's really exciting to see. I think that... To a certain extent, it was kind of, for us, like old racing enthusiasts, it was kind of like a finally, finally, Le Mans and IMSA could work together to come up with something that commonizes the class, that we can have that one world prototype class to race. And uh, I'm so excited that we get to see that because, just as you mentioned, all those manufacturers and so many more, you know, BMW is going to be a part of it. I mean, like... There's so many big manufacturers that got to be a part of it around the world, and the vast majority of them are going with the IMSA-style race car. So it's it's very exciting. Yeah, and it makes so much sense. I mean, these are all global manufacturers, and uh, you know, Le Mans is uh, is the jewel in the crown over in France, and I, I, I suppose that's what's what's tricky is every manufacturer wants to be in the United States. I mean, this is. Uh, you know, for, for manufacturers like Porsche and Ferrari, they make a lot of money over here. For, for uh, folks like Cadillac, Acura, not so much. You know, Europe isn't such a big uh, uh, pond for them. But uh, to, to have everybody on the same page again, it's obviously hard to do because, I, I, you know, it hasn't happened for uh, since the early 90s, I think. But it's, it's just going to be exciting to see all these manufacturers going at it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be really interesting from a development point of view as well uh, to see how the different manufacturers look at hybrid power and the right ways to maximize it, the right ways to maximize it. So who's going to be ahead of whom and then balancing that out with balance of performance and how all that's going to play out it's it's going to be fantastic to see and i i agree with you i think that this is a true second golden era that we're about to witness yeah and they, you're right i mean there's are hybrids i mean the, the hybrids uh uh, it's going to be really interesting to see if they use the hybrid for fuel efficiency, if they're going to use it for low-end torque, because they're all going to have different engines. I mean, all these manufacturers are going to bring their own engines to this. It, it, it's going to be a real interesting uh, era. So this, this Saturday, we're out here, a uh, gorgeous day. I mean, the gods really shone yeah. on uh, Belle Isle today for the, this last Grand Prix, Prix, which is really great. But it feels a little different here today, doesn't it? I mean, it used this this in the past. Uh, the Detroit uh, uh, Grand Prix was the duel in Detroit. You had two races. That's exactly Saturday right. Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the Indy boys are not racing today. 
No, that's right. Yeah, it was always fascinating because in the recent history, uh, the Indianapolis 500 has been worth double points. But then just one weekend away, you come to Detroit, and it's effectively worth double points as well because you have a full feature race on Saturday and then another one on Sunday. And they've, they've taken that part away. And it's a little bit of a shame because it kind of took a little bit of the men- momentum away from Detroit. But at the same time, it does give IMSA a little bit more flexibility to own Saturday, to be the feature race of Saturday. And we're talking about how much energy and manufacturing involvement is going towards IMSA. And I think that IMSA also deserves to have their own day of sorts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this this is their day. They're they're uh, uh, we're broadcasting live on the uh, on the porch right now. The the IMSA race is going to be around four p.m. I think it's televised. Yeah, in USA after three o'clock. It's three ten, I think, until five o'clock, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. So the heart of the afternoon. Uh, it's going to be great to watch these guys. I, I tell you, one of the things that, that I love about street courses is is you can get so up close to the action. I, I, I'm a road course racer. I, I like going to, to Mid-Ohio uh, personally and racing at places like Mid-Ohio and Watkins Glen on these great wide-open uh, racetracks. But as a spectator, it is, it is really cool to come into this track and uh, be right across a concrete barrier uh, from these these race cars. I mean, you, you really get a visceral sense of what it's like to be on a racetrack. Absolutely, and especially turns one and two where they are hustling. You know, I think the apex speed of the Indy cars is around 115 miles an hour. So <laughs> they are moving, and the IMSA cars are not far behind that, I'm, I, I'm sure. So uh, you see real speed in these cars that closely, and you get... You know, physically vibrated by the cars as they go by. It's it's quite impressive. But I'm with you. I mean, at the end of the day, Mid Ohio, Watkins Glen, Road America, Sebring, those are those are just the absolute top notch. Yeah, those are real real drivers' tracks. Uh, but it, but it, but it speaks, I think, to the town of these drivers, uh, and to the, and and to the attraction of this series. That these guys come off of the Indy 500 last weekend. And they turn it around and come in here for a totally different track, totally different car setup, uh, in order to race here on the on the uh, on the street. Uh, they, they adapt quickly, um, but uh, I I I think that's the charm of the series. Is there's so much variety? Absolutely right, and it's amazing how different the cars look a week later. Yeah. You know, they are running these much smaller rear wings. They have different bodywork to make them as streamlined as possible to maximize top speed around this giant oval track. And then they come here where downforce is a pretty high priority, and they have to they have to throw on as much wing as they can, in, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, you got to have downforce around these, this place because the walls are right there. So uh, speaking of walls, they're, they're, these, these uh, uh, walls are going to move from the island of uh, Belle Isle next year to downtown Detroit. And uh, the, the IndyCar guys are going to be racing uh, in downtown again uh, for the uh, uh, for the first time in, in a long time. But certainly before I was here in Detroit, uh, we're going to get an opportunity to see Formula cars go around downtown Detroit. How do you think that's going to be different? Uh, well, I think it's going to be fantastic at the end of the day because... We've seen so much um, improvement in the city of Detroit since the late 80s when it was at the uh, city streets last time. It was the late 80s when Formula One came here. And since then, Detroit has gone through a tremendous rebirth and growth. And then on top of that, um, we've got... um, We've, 
we've learned a lot from Belle Isle about how to run a race, and we're going to have huge logistical advantages to having uh, the entire city around us as opposed to one bridge get on and off the island. Uh, so there's a lot to look forward to. But at the same time, I am going to miss it here. Once you're on the island, there is a, you're, you're, you're in kind of a special place. You've got this beautiful manufactured fountain kind of at the heart of the track. You have these beautiful ponds around. And then you're surrounded by the Detroit River on either side. So there's a mystique to it. The track layout itself is really cool. Uh, what Roger Penske did to make the facility was amazing. So there's a big part of me that's going to miss it as well. Yeah. yeah Pen- a Penske guy knows how to put on a race. Uh, we're joined by Brian Sellers, uh, a racer with Paul Miller uh, Racing. He's been uh, at it real hard here in the BMW M- M4 uh, this morning. Uh, welcome, Brian. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And I, I mean, not to butt into the conversation too quick, but... I, I kind of have to go along with his sentiments about this place. It's something really special. I mean, you you come here and you almost feel like you're in your own little sports stadium. You know, it, there is this kind of air of greatness about this place. And it's special to win anywhere. But this is one of the places that for some reason just hits a little bit different than others. And, and maybe it is just because of the mystique of being on Belle Isle. Maybe it's because the bumps. Maybe it's uh, because the difficulty, the physicality of the race. I'm not sure, but uh, I'll be sad to see this one go. You ever, you ever jumped in the fountain? Oh, I've been <laughs> so close so many years. And, and just, I have not. We've qualified on pole. This is the year. you got to jump in the fountain. I know, I know. Hopefully we have a good reason because it's too cold to just jump in for no reason. Well, I'll, 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 I'll toss you in. I'll happily do that if you want. Yeah. Well, I'll put up a good fight. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I Now, one of the things about this place that I think is why there's a mystique to it is, it, as a driver, it must be so satisfying to perform well here. Just as you said, it's high speed, walls on either side, bumpy, uh, surface changes, and then different rubber from different race series as well. I mean, there's lots of challenges thrown at you here. You know, one of the things that... that um is difficult about Detroit that gets overlooked is the amount of aggression that it takes to be fast here. Um, One of those reasons is because the track rubbers in so well. So when you have a high grip circuit like this, you have to really drive aggressively on the brakes, Um, you know, good mid corner speed, aggressive with the throttle. Then you combine that with the, the bumps that are associated with Belle Isle and there's no margin for air. So to go fast here, you're constantly late on the brakes, close to the walls, and not every street circuit is that way. You know, Long Beach is uh, is quite the opposite. You know, there's a couple places where you're actually fairly far away from the walls, and to produce lap time, you don't have to be right up next to them, but here, that's not the case. If you're not up against the wall in every single corner, then you're leaving too much lap time. Yeah, yeah, we're going to miss this place. Uh, Brian, hold on uh, with us here. We're going to take a break here from our sponsors. On the other side, we're going to continue with Brian Sellers. We are live at Belle Isle, the Grand Prix on Car Radio, 9, 10 a.m. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. 
You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248 248- 357 That's 248-357-4566. Or email at jamie at my38detroit.com. This excludes political ads. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration, and we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network. Back into 9:10 a.m. Superstation here on Car Radio with Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News, joined by uh, my good friend Robin Warner, RobinWarner.com, and uh, we are live on the casino porch at the Belle Isle Detroit Grand Prix. Last time on Belle Isle, uh, we're all a little, uh, little nostalgic about it, but uh, but it's going to be really exciting going down down uh, going downtown next year. We're talking to Brian Sellers, who's out here flogging a BMW M4. Uh, around uh, the track in the GTD series, and and uh, Brian looking shaping up to be a really competitive race this afternoon. It's tight. I mean, we've been here a lot of years now, and I don't know if I've ever seen the field stacked as closely as what it is right now. And it's uh, it's interesting because it's a mix of manufacturers. You know, you have you have a Lexus, BMW, Aston, 
another Lexus, that's awesome. uh, Lamborghini. You know, those are the type of things that I think the fans really want to see from our racing is the diversity that comes along with it, the different manufacturers, and that you can see how all these cars stack up against each other. So the uh, the timesheets are close. I mean, you were saying basically um, everybody is uh, in a 29, you know, from, from top to bottom. So, um It'd it'd be an interesting race, you know. This this race for us is always uh, it's always hard to predict because it's a short race for us. Um, but it, so you think it should be pretty straightforward. There's one pit stop. You stop as soon as you get into your window. But it seems like there's D- Detroit and Belle Isle always have a twist to throw at you, and it never quite unfolds the way you want it to. Well, the, the twist this time around could could be the weather. You know, Detroit always has curveballs in terms of weather but it was pretty warm yesterday it's getting cooler today and as the weather warms up it seems to be getting even colder do you think the cooler temperatures will give you an advantage something you can capitalize on um that's a good question and i to be honest i'm not sure i know the answer to that um there are i think the the problem is is like uh, the Lexus, I think, is the hardest one in the field right now, and uh, they seem to be really strong in the cooler conditions. Um, I think the warmer conditions affect uh, the turbo cars a little bit less than, than the naturally aspirated stuff, and I think uh, the Lexus also, with the amount of downforce it produces, is quite good on um, generating tire temperature. So they may gain a little bit of power and have a slight advantage of how quick they put energy into the tire, but... Um, I think it's marginal. I think it's you know probably the same for everybody. Get your elbows out a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's what it takes here. <laughs> well, what about um, competing against the other BMW? You and Turner Motorsports have been fiercely battling uh, throughout this season so far. How is it shaping up between you guys? Well, they're a, they're a great program, and um, you know is one of the things we. Uh, considered when when we made the switch from Lamborghini is what goes into that decision. The other teams are a part of it. You know, the people that are going to have to be, uh, say, your partners in this battle, right? For us, um, there's a lot of things that go into play, like, you know, balance of performance gets talked about a lot in our sport. And, um, you know, I don't really care to go into what it is, you know, like the specifics of it, but it is a game we play. And you have to be in that with somebody that you trust to not, you know, go on light fuel in the middle of the race and sticker tires to make themselves look good and then destroy uh, what you're trying to protect for future races. Um, So all those things go into play. And when you look at a program like theirs, uh, they've been highly successful for a lot of years. So, um, you know, we're doing our best to come in with them in a platform and a manufacturer that they are very familiar with and uh, trying to be as good of partners as we can. You know, and I think Mid-Ohio was a good example of that. We finished 1-2. Uh, they finished first. We finished second. And, um, you know, we really had to work together in that scenario. It was a fuel-saving race, and we basically had to just say to each other, listen, we got to make it to the end. And, um, you know, however that turns out is how it turns out. So uh, it's an important relationship, and um, yeah, they're good. I'm uh, I, the other. The, I, another reason I'm excited to see this uh, BMW is I think it gets get, gets fans, racing fans, excited about the big kidneys. They get to uh, they get to see the kidneys. And they <laughs> They're can, noticeable. Yeah, and they can they can get used to them, and they and they can associate with them with racing. And I think that's a really good thing. Brian, I, I want to ask you the the last time I saw you was in uh, New York. It's been a couple of years, but you were racing a Jaguar I-Pace, and and we're talking a lot in the auto industry these days about electrification. 
that was the, the uh, first uh, GT series uh, to go electric, running as a partner series with Formula E. Uh, talk about that experience a little bit and what, and what you see for the electric future uh, of racing. Well, I mean, it was pretty. it's a pretty eye-opening experience, to say the least. Um, I think... You know, at our core, all of us are kind of motorheads, right? You like the noise, you like the sound, you like the speed. Um, you know, you love sitting here and listening to indie cars go around the track. So when you get there and you hear no noise, no sound, uh, you, you're kind of like shell-shocked into thinking that it's not this real race. Um, when you take a step back and actually look at what's happening in the world of electric car racing formula e the ipace series the things that are happening now it's extremely impressive um and i think it's you know they've they've done a great job of building that technology and i think you know the it is the future somehow some way hopefully it doesn't have to go full electric all the time you know hopefully what ims is doing with uh with lmdh will will be a good uh you know blend of the two um but we have we have to have some sort of sustainability we have to move on from where we are right now yeah it's, uh, it's gonna be really interesting to see where it goes the, the uh, ipace series uh went for two years uh, i think it'll be interesting to see what follows it probably probably a porsche challenge is what i'm thinking is going to come next with the boxster maybe yeah it looks to be that way i mean they porsche is sinking a lot into it obviously right they're sinking into formula e now with that and um also with LMDH, so they're, be, you know, when you get big manufacturers like Porsche supporting a cause, it drives the market. Yeah. Well, Brian Sellers, uh, thanks for joining us today. Good luck this afternoon. Thanks. Really looking forward to the uh, IMSA race. Uh, we're going to take a break here at the top of the hour. Lots more coming uh, live here from the uh, uh, casino porch on Belle Isle. Uh, you're on Car Radio, 9, 10 a.m. Hey, thanks. nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule changing the world one life at a time i had no energy for months and months and months i had no energy and i'm a very active person and my husband was noticing that i was tired all the time and i was slow at everything that i was doing and i kept listening to the commercial